Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. <laughs> Greetings, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll hear music and interviews from renowned Arkansas Americana and true folk singer-songwriter Joe Purdy, recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center in Mountain View, Arkansas. Joe is joined in this performance by duos The Honey Dew Drops and Smokey in the Mirror. My old pal Mark Jones will offer an archival recording of Ozark original Andre Kennard and himself performing the tune John Hardy. Writer, professor, and historian Dr. Brooks Blevins investigates historic outlaws of the Ozarks in part three of his series Public Enemy. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. From his home state of Arkansas to his home in Los Angeles, Joe Purdy has recorded a baker's dozen worth of albums. His songs have turned up on numerous TV shows and film soundtracks, and he's recently turned to acting. Joe appeared on our stage with two different husband and wife duos, The Honey Dew Drops and Smokey and the Mirror. Here are three original songs from Joe Purdy. song on New Year's Eve Thinking of days gone by Thinking of all good things to come and Singing that old Lang Syne And I hope this year won't be like the last I hope that my money will hold And I hope that the days won't go by too fast I hope that my good gal will show I hope I can be some use to this world that I won't be too prideful to try I realize that sometimes it only takes one Make a difference in another one's life I hope I could find me the courage to speak When there's something that needs being said I hope that my words will not tear us apart But to bring people closer instead I hope that hatred will slow I hope there's a calm Come over the hands of the ones Who have anger to show And I hope that the families That got displaced by war Find a country so brave and so bold To let down their guards 
and open their arms to the ones who have nowhere to go. That the winds of change flow swift through our hearts That we'll lay down our weapons, not fire the first shot At the ones who march brave on the streets, arm in arm Have their stories be told, have the causes live on That we'll right all the wrongs, put an end to all war That we'll reach for compassion till his blood shed no more That we teach every child so they might rise above Yeah, the power means nothing in a world without love Don't you see? Don't you see? Don't you see? Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to that one. Well, you know, I lived out on the water, so we did a little bit of fishing, but I, I, my fishing got greatly reduced when I accidentally threw my pole into the water. And my pop told me that if I did that and I lost it, that he was not going to get me another one. And he stayed true to his word on that. Um, <laughs> he argues with me now and says he doesn't remember that, but I remember. Um, but, you know, yeah, we I spent a lot of time skipping rocks and swimming and, you know, my my old man as a hobby was working on old cars and so grew up turning a wrench with him and cool. trying to you know figure some of that stuff out and split time between that and picking on the front porch both of us trying to you know figure out the flats and scrugs and songs and but yeah so in retrospect it was really nice being out there in the country my pop built that house for us when i was really young and you know, having that experience, I don't think I realized it at the time. It was also the early 90s, which was a horrible time for style and everything else. And, you know, and music wasn't leaning that way really either, even though I loved it. Um, but it's a, it's a great place to be from. Though. If there's anyone here tonight who's ever uh, taken a road trip uh, From the northwest corner of Arkansas out uh, to California uh, with their dog Charlie in a snowstorm. Uh, all the while trying to contemplate on whether or not you're going to try to change the world uh, or get high and call your ex girlfriend. Well, then this song's for you. It's kind of a common story where I'm at these days, but I don't know about anybody else. We were left this morning early, trying to beat the snow. Me and my old dog Charlie in the rain. And we drove through Oklahoma, it's a long, long way to go. Wondering how we got this far And why we came this way And maybe I'll play for all the people I could find Maybe I'll write a hit song and make big time 
Maybe I'll change the world Just like my mama said Or maybe I'll just get stoned And call Christine blew through Texas on a New Mexico and the rain turned into sleet and sleet turned into snow and the snow came down in buckets and the cars they started to slide and me and my old dog Charlie started looking for a place to hide and maybe I'll play for all the people I could find Maybe I'll write a hit song every day and night Maybe I'll change the world Just like my mama said Or Maybe I'll just get stoned And call Christine There's someone backstage who told me um, that this song and its contents may not go well uh, second song in the set before anybody gets to know me. And if there's anyone here tonight uh, who is against the premise of this song where I get high, um, I don't want you to feel bad. I just want you to know that my mother disagrees with the same section of the song. called me up right away when she heard this song for the first time and she said you know I appreciate you mentioning me and everything but um, you know you don't have to get high for people to like you and I said thanks ma and then um, because of the internet and YouTube uh, she heard me telling this story and then she called me up again she said I don't sound like that And actually, when I wrote this song, it, uh, when I said getting stoned, I actually meant, you know, getting drunk or busted, kind of the way that Johnny Cash or Christofferson would have meant it. But um, once all the hippies caught wind of it, they loved it so much, I didn't have the heart to tell them. So, here we are. Well, we made it through the snowstorm, feeling lucky to be alive. So stopped in for a coffee. Charlie pissed on the Great Divide. We finally made it to California and found a place to stay. We laid down but feeling hopeful, ready for another day. And maybe I'll play for all the people I could find. Maybe I'll go to Nashville and hit the big time. Maybe I'll go see Bonnie and I'd know what to say. Or maybe I'll just get stoned. And maybe I'll play for all the people I could find. 
Maybe I'll go to Mountain View, Arkansas on my birthday night. Maybe I'll change the world, just like my mama said. Maybe I'll just get stoned. There's that one. Thank you very much. Y'all are all right. Well, when I was younger, to be honest with you, about the most interaction I got as far as like playing bluegrass music and 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 folk music was really my old man. I mean, we lived out in the country, far from everybody else, but also, you know, kids I went to school with, they weren't listening to any of that stuff. And um, it was pretty singular. And and we'd get around and find some of that stuff, and we'd, you know, I mean, I remember coming up here when I was like 14 years old and uh, picking on Gary Devon's back porch with... Uh, Don Mellon and Brickshy and Moon Mullins. Um, and that was really one of my biggest, like, eye-opening. That was one of, that's about the best time I had in, in my youth because coming up and playing with those guys, and it's like, oh, these people really do it, you know. Um, and so for the most part, it was just me and my pop down where we were, although we'd go see shows. Trip 
fell down the stairs. Saw a nude beach, didn't know what to wear. Sugar sweet, so are you. I'm gonna leave, don't be blue. I can see a thing or two. And I know the things that you've been up Pretty one now. Purdy with the Honey Dew Drops and Smokey in the Mirror. In that first set, we heard his original songs, New Year's Eve, Christine, and Heartbreak in the Key of Roger Miller. And we faded out with Mr. Engineer, a bluegrass song by Jimmy Martin. We'll be hearing more from Joe in today's show, but after this break, come with me down to the vault for a visit with the fascinating Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio.
Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. As I promised you earlier, I'm going to take a trip down now to the vault for my weekly visit with my old buddy Mark Jones. Come on with me and we'll go down. Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? Dave, I'm doing wonderful. Well, you look great. Well, thank you. You hadn't been a looking it very much. Well, so I, have you. I have to say the light's a little dingy down here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, we're not far away right now from our yearly tribute to your dad, Grandpa Jones, mm -hmm. and our uh, banjo frailing competition, the Arkansas State Banjo Contest. And I've been thinking about banjo playing. And, of course, there are several different styles of banjo. You know, there's the frailing type of banjo that you and I do, and then there's that three-finger picking variety. And I wonder if you have any examples uh, in the vault here of both of those styles. And Dave, I run across something the other day, and I can't think of where I put it, so I'm going to look around here and try and talk to you while I'm looking. <laughs> okay. Uh, sometimes my eyes and my mouth just don't work at the same time. <laughs> you know, uh, a friend of mine lived here in town. His name was Andrew Kennard. I met Andrew after I came down here, and I run across this tape. Oh, oh, up here on the shelf. Here it is. I run across this tape, and it was just amazing. It was Two guys having so much fun. We had Dean Hinesley in there with us. And we're just kind of demonstrating the three-finger style picking, Scrug style picking, and frailing like you and I do. And uh, I sure enjoyed listening to it. Would you like to hear it? I'd like to hear it. What's the name of the tune? John Hardy. Oh, that's a good one. Let's hear it. All right. Frailing. Is a, it's an older style. It's, it was actually called claw hammer and drop thumb and knocking and rapping and about everything in the world, especially when I do it. But it's in a downward motion, just kind of, uh, you know, it's a rhythm pattern, actually. And uh, then picking actually came along in the, uh, within the last 60 years. And uh, Andrew, his hand will uh, be stationary on the banjo head and it's mostly rolls and and uh, stuff like that and henry's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna talk talk henry uh no it's mo more rolls and patterns and stuff like that where frailing is more or less hit and miss and i miss a lot more than i hit but um uh, this is going to be uh, demonstrated on an old tune called John Hardy.
pretty good picking there. You were frailing away on that thing, too. Sounded good. Well, I, I was a trying. You guys kicked it into high gear there towards the end, didn't you? We did, right there at the <laughs> end. Yeah. But uh, I sure enjoyed picking with Andrea over the years and Dean also. Yeah, Dean's. we featured Dean actually as a backup musician in this segment many times. We have. That guy stayed busy back in the day, didn't he? He did. He just picked with everybody. And when do you think this recording was made that we just listened to? That would have been probably 72. Five, okay. maybe, something like that. Okay. Well, look, thank you very much, Mark, and uh, keep knocking that banjo. Yes, sir. Let's get back to some more music from Joe Purdy, who appeared on our stage with the Honey Dew Drops and Smokey in the Mirror. The Honey Dew Drops are Laura Workman and K.G. Parrish, who now reside in Baltimore but have strong connections to their home state of Virginia. Here's Joe Purdy with two more of his original songs, plus a traditional favorite. Won all the horses Won all the riders That the fire is coming down Until my mother Father and sister There ain't nothing to worry about Now won't Loretta She won't have me She married a loser And he makes a hat I'll beat him in a knife throw 
California um, and was there for a little while I started running into other folks that had similar interest and and also you stand out a little bit mm -hmm. you know it's it's funny how they talk about you know big fish in a little pond well I never felt like that here I felt I felt like I blended in pretty damn good when I was here but when I went out to California you know hillbilly out there playing mountain music somebody who actually has a sensibility who's grown up listening to like Ricky Skaggs sing harmony, you know, and, and that kind of picking and grinning, um, you know, it's unique to people. And you throw that into, you add that together with your other folk influences from, and 
and, and rock and you know from Dylan to Neil Young to um, but to Seeger and Guthrie and and all of those and you start to put all of it together and it's still just folk music really isn't it though yeah well I'll sit here tonight and play you this guitar man well I'll sit here tonight and play you this guitar man got nowhere to be but I can't remember what time Well, the rain keeps falling It turns in a drizzle snow Yeah, the rain keeps falling It turns in a drizzle snow Got nowhere to be but I don't know where to go There we go Well, we rode on the rails And took down the songs that we played Once we rode on the rails Country song for you. Thank you so much for listening to it. Uh, well, there ain't no grave that can hold my. 
Two more fine original songs from Joe Purdy with the Honey Dew Drops and Smokey and the Mirror. Joe sang Eagle Rock Fire and I Know Where You Are. Then finished the set with Ain't No Grave, written by Claude Ely in 1934. When we come back after this break, historian Brooks Blevins will continue his fascinating story of notorious Ozark outlaws. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Author, historian, and educator Dr. Brooks Blevins has more knowledge of Ozark history than anyone I know. Here he is with the story of a famed Ozark outlaw. If you gather round me children, a story I will tell. George Lucas and Billy D. Williams made it a household name with Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back in 1980, but the first Lando to make headlines in the United States was probably an Ozark farm boy with an ornery streak. Lando Gunner had already knocked off a succession of banks before he escaped from jail in 1935 and was then captured along with three accomplices after a gun battle in the backwoods of Ozark County, Missouri. Unlike so many of the notable criminals of his day, Lando Gunner didn't go down in a hail of bullets. He reportedly came out of prison a changed man and devoted the rest of his working life to the Chicago Police Department. That's why you've never heard of him. As for notorious immortality, well, the Ozarks had its contributions, none more newsworthy and memorable than Maul Barker and the Barker Gang. Let's head back in the hills and revisit the most famous mugs of the public enemy Ozarks. Like Bonnie Parker of Bonnie and Clyde fame, Arizona Ari Barker probably never squeezed a trigger on her way to becoming one of the country's most wanted villains. And comparisons between the two stop there. The woman known to history and legend as Maul Barker was no nubile femme fatale, but a middle-aged matronly-looking Ozarker who may have, as the FBI suspected, shared her four sons' weakness for the wild side. At the very least, she was an enabling mother who stayed by her law-breaking boys no matter the cost. And there's no denying that them boys were no count. Arie and her husband George Barker raised their four sons, Herman, Lloyd, Arthur, better known as Doc, and Fred, in the small Missouri towns of Aurora and Webb City. The Barker boys were already building rap sheets when the family left the Ozarks during World War I and relocated to Tulsa where the sons soon fell in with members of that city's infamous Central Park gang. All four did hard time in the 1920s. With Herman dead and Lloyd sitting in prison, it was the youngest brothers who would make up two-thirds of the core of the Barker Carpus gang, which came together in Joplin, Missouri in 1931, 
when Fred and a fellow former inmate from the Kansas State Penitentiary, Alvin Karpus, began a string of burglaries. Later that year, Fred and Karpus, with Aerie in tow, moved their operation deeper into the Ozarks, renting a farm near the little town of Thayer, Missouri. That fall, Fred Barker and Karpus robbed a bank in nearby Mountain View, and Fred later killed a night constable in Pocahontas, Arkansas. Their crime spree in the Ozarks came to an end a few days before Christmas 1931, when the owner of a garage in West Plains, Missouri, became suspicious of two dapper dressers while fixing flats on their blue DeSoto. When the sheriff responded to the alert, Fred Barker killed him with four bullets at point-blank range. The two criminals escaped to Joplin and eventually to St. Paul, Minnesota, but the bulletins issued by the Howell County, Missouri Sheriff's Office included a $100 reward for tips on the whereabouts of Old Lady Airy Barker, the first public mention of the woman who would become Maul Barker. When convicted murderer Doc Barker was released from prison in 1932 and joined in, the barker Carpus gang began to work its way up the most wanted list. For more than two years, the Barker brothers, Carpus, and several affiliates murdered, robbed banks, and demanded ransom payments for kidnapping victims throughout the upper Midwest. Their run came to an end in early 1935. On January 16th, just eight days after the arrest of Doc Barker in Chicago, FBI agents spent the better part of four hours pouring rounds into a rented lakeside cottage in Florida. Fred and Ari Barker were both found dead inside. An FBI agent's claim that she died with a Tommy gun in her hands further sensationalized the role of Ari Barker in the criminal careers of her sons, but most historians believe FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover's subsequent claim that Maul Barker was the most vicious, dangerous, and resourceful criminal brain of the last decade was little more than a smokescreen justifying the killing of the 60-year-old woman. Doc Barker later put an exclamation mark on the gang's story when he was gunned down by prison guards during an attempted escape from Alcatraz in 1939. The legend of Ari Barker and her boys has lived on in American popular culture in the decades since the Depression, and over-the-top Shelley Winters memorably portrayed Maul Barker in Roger Corman's exploitation film Bloody Mama in 1970. Even earlier, Winters had played the character Maul Parker, obviously inspired by the legendary Missouri mother in the popular campy 60s TV series Batman. The Barkers, or close facsimiles, have showed up in comic strips, novels, and songs. They've inspired at least two operas. We'll probably never know the real Arizona Airy Barker, born back in the hills of the Ozarks, but from the look of things, we won't soon forget Maul Barker and her boys. You say that I'm an outlaw, you say that I'm a thief. Now here's Christmas dinner for the family's on relief. Now it's through this world of rambled. I've met lots of funny men. Some will rob you with a six gun. And some with a fountain pen. And it's through your life you travel, it's through your life you roam. You won't never see an outlaw drive the family from their home. Thanks, Brooks. We're nearly to the end of this week's show, so let's hear three more songs from singer-songwriter Joe Purdy. 
Joe is backed up here by Smokey and the Mirror, husband and wife duo Brian and Bernice Hembry, who are based out of Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's the reason I'm, you know, it's the reason I had a career, a, a career that would pay for itself. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I was, um, I was really stubborn when I was younger, and when I first started making music, I, I'd never written a song until I made it to California. That was what happened. Mm. I was out there working a job over the summer, playing campfire songs for these people that came in for a summer program at the Arts Academy. So I was, you know, doing that, and you, you know. Met a girl out there, kind of flipped me upside down. We were there, and I ended up just a song fell out. And then when it did, I wrote ten more that week. And then the next week, that was over. I came back and recorded that record in my folks, in my old bedroom at my folks' house. And then I went to, and took you all to California and started playing the open mic seven nights a week and get finally got some gigs. Um, so, so that's where you know, that's really where that came from and where that started for me, you know. Waking up, sleeping in, feel confused, need a friend. Gussie's back and forth again, gone. Girl, she took me home 
played me records, sang me songs, danced me till the morning come, all night long. Riding around coast to coast, rhyming rhymes, meeting folks, wondering where the time For me, I had a lot of friends I was making music with out west. Um, you know, for some people, I think wherever they grow up, they love and they and they may end up back at. But there's something so appealing about the landscape that they that's unfamiliar. And for me, when I start traveling west, um, you get through Oklahoma and Texas, and you get to that era, you know, you get to that New Mexico line, and things start to really open up. And you start to get that desert feel. And all I want to do is take a nylon string guitar and play cowboy songs. And for some reason, when I get around that area, uh, especially the Southwest, songs just start falling out. It's a place that just, I don't have an explanation for that, except that I just love the, the feeling that I have there. There's just some magic there for me, and I made records there. Um, it gives me a certain nostalgic feeling for something I never had, but maybe I saw it in movies or cowboy movies. I, I don't I really I've never tried to really pin it down. I've just been grateful for it. Must 
Joe Purdy, singing a song by Fred Eaglesmith called The Cigarette Machine, Gone, one of Joe's original songs, and he finished the set with John Hartford's memorable song, In Tall Buildings. Joe Purdy played the lead role of Elliot in the feature film American Folk, which was released in the U.S. through Good Deed Entertainment in 2018. That's it for this week, folks, but remember, we'll be back next week with more music you won't hear any further up the radio dial. I'm Dave Smith, and I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.